0: I can't help but notice with regret that both the tone and the policies of my government changed drastically on the eve and during the last election campaign. From a positive and unifying approach, a decision was made to wedge, to divide and to stigmatize. I fear that this politicization of the pandemic risks undermining the public's trust in our public health institutions. This is not a risk we ought to be taking lightly.
1: All righty, it started with Joel Lightbound, a Quebec MP, and now another Quebec Liberal MP's broken ranks with his party. His name is uh, Yves Robillard, and he backs what Lightbound said, saying, yeah, he's been very divisive, very political, and um, he doesn't like the approach. And Lightbound, as you'll recall, condemned. I mean, he he was polite, but condemned his boss on Monday for weaponizing the issue of vaccine mandates and confirming that uh, it was done for political reasons during the campaign. And uh, he didn't like all the name calling. He didn't like the inflammatory language. He didn't like maligning a whole group of protesters over very real concerns. And So Trudeau's vaccine mandate wedge is now wedging the prime minister, and it's blowing back now on the whole country. So you got two MPs breaking ranks, and not just any MPs. These are MPs from Trudeau's all-important Quebec, you know, Quebec coalition. So it appears behind the scenes, it's not all sunny ways. I bet someone uh, we're going to hear from next has a very good idea about those sunny ways. Selena Cesar Chavan, joining us now, former Liberal MP and author of Can You Hear Me Now? She joins us now. Good to have you.
0: Good to be here, Alex. How are you?
1: Well, I'm troubled. I'm troubled with everything that's going on. I'm glad that these MPs have broken ranks to speak some truth, because I think it's better for politics. But I bet uh, I thought, well, gee, wouldn't it be nice to be a fly on that wall? But you have been in the Prime Minister's office and dealt with this kind of stuff. So tell me what you think would be going on behind the scenes with the Prime Minister as uh,
0: these these cracks start to emerge within. Certainly, and I, I I do want to start off by saying that I think the what the fly on the wall would have been before uh, Joelle and uh, others are going to start talking um, because these conversations would have been had long mm-hmm. before Joël came out and said something publicly. He's a very disciplined, principled, measured individual, uh, lawyer by background, someone who I have great respect for within the caucus. And he would have brought his concerns uh, to the prime minister, to members of Quebec caucus, to national caucus, many times before he brought mm-hmm. it to uh, to the public forum.
1: Yeah, and... Um Obviously, the big uh, one of the big takeaways was something that I've been talking about on the show is to when this became an issue. And that, was, of course, was during the election where the prime minister needed something to wedge Aaron O'Toole on and he pulled this out of his bag of tricks. Yeah. This is something that Mr. Lightbourne had said, you know, this started at the election, uh, basically confirming all of that. And so these are the right. kinds of things, Selena, that would have been brought up and challenged by the party members because they're the ones who had to run on it
0: right and and you know what i that's a very difficult thing to do and and we all know that um, uh, Trudeau was hoping to get a majority with that last election, uh, didn't end up doing so. And I think it costs a lot of individuals who may have had those conversations internally and said, OK, we'll support the leader and go forward. It may have cost them a little bit of their reputation, a little bit of the things that they held dear. And I think that this is what we're seeing with Joel Lightbound, you know, as the, the nation's capital is under siege right now. And he knew maybe months uh, before that the mandate in and of itself would have ripple effects. And these this is what we're seeing as a result of those ripple effects. And um, I, I, I really think that those conversations internally are going to be about spin. I'm not sure the prime minister is going to actually learn from this and try to actually make this right. I, I'm hoping that he does, but um, I'm hoping a lot more MPs step up with Joelle and say, let's actually have a proper conversation about what's happening.
1: Yeah, because this could actually, um, even just giving an exit date for the mandates could actually de-escalate things. On the flip side, uh, there's always the risk that you embolden uh, protesters and, and, and hand them something that they'll see as a win. Albeit, I do think, the pressure being mounted by the voices across Canada are finally pushing uh, the decision makers to make the right decisions. You know, I have to think that the Prime Minister would have known um, this moment was coming for for his MP. And I, and I think, you know, at that moment, you have got to look at it and reflect on it. And yet, his his response, probably not respond, you know, r- surprising to you, is to double down on this. He's tripling down on this. He's not changing his tone. He hasn't name called as much this week, but he has been. I think, just as kind of lighting the match instead of cooling the waters, and so uh, you know the man. Do you get the sense that he'll start listening to the room?
0: I I don't. The emperor does not have clothes on, and um, I've said For a very long time, that I would not, I would run again, but I wouldn't run again under this leadership because I believe that he doesn't have the leadership capacity, the empathy, the awareness to do what is right by the country. And so, when you listen to Joelle, remember I was I was in the trucking industry. I worked as Mm -hmm. a forklift operator for many years. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents owned. Where you get your grit? Yeah. (laughs) But let's not let's not let's not let the I, I know that the the. The protest has had its its very racist sort of overtones with with some of the, the stuff that's happening. But the the actual okay. mandates, if we look okay. at what Joelle has said around the science of the mandates and how truckers actually, you know, handle paperwork, go across the border. It's not them handling any of the products on the 53-footers on the or the 48-footers. It's the people in the warehouses that are loading them up, that are handing in the way bills, that are, you know, there's a whole system, ecosystem mm-hmm. involved in this. So is there science that supports the fact that as people go across the borders who were going since the beginning of the pandemic, the truckers were, going across the border, is that where we're getting an increase in COVID transmission? Now, if the answer is yes, to that, certainly put the mandate in place. But if the answer is no, which is basically what Joelle is saying, that, you know, the mandate is not supported by science, then we really need to question that. Question why are the mandates in place in the first place? And I, I think that's that's the, the disappointing part, Alex, is that it's distracting from the fact that people are losing their jobs, they're losing their livelihoods, and some of them are losing their lives. This is not something to play uh-huh. politics with
1: well it, it's not and the prime minister was warned not to do that by the medical community and and again he was against them up until the election and then he flip-flopped on it so it's not even yeah. something that is sincere and so i have to think are there no adults in that room so maybe oh, i'm not sure if she would be one but but Christian freeland is there no one in there who can sit down with them and say look this is a losing battle you, you know you may score well on the polls for a little bit but ultimately you're costing the country um and in the bigger picture you You've got to take some leadership. There's no one willing or able to talk to him.
0: I I don't know right now what what is happening, um, where the adults are in that room. Um, I I think we we started to see the cracks in what was happening in terms of leadership on September 30th, Alex, when on the National Day of Mourning, uh, Trudeau was in Tofino. So we started to see like, I'm just going to do what I want, when I want, how I want, like a child having a temper tantrum. And that is not how you lead a G7 country. I am not out here pushing pushing or having this conversation with you because I, I have beef with Trudeau. I, 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 People are hurting. And as a federal government of a G7 country, you would think that the leadership would want to look after those who are poorest and most vulnerable. Our seniors are, are struggling. People who have precarious jobs are struggling. People of color are mostly impacted. So where yeah. is the leadership at some point? And if he's not able to do it, please, Trudeau, I beg you, step aside and let Joelle, someone else with the decency and the empathy for humanity to step in.
1: Just uh, before I let you go, I mean, I it's not lost on me. I mean, these men have not been kicked out of caucus. And I think if you were not in a minority position, maybe that'd be a different. Uh, different. Um, but they are Quebec MPs. Uh, it was done very publicly to undermine the prime minister. Um, I, I'm sure there may be more coming out, but it can't be lost on you or Jody Wilson-Raybould or Jane Philpott uh, that the men get to stay. Uh, the women who bring dissent or, or question anything uh, go under the bus.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the part that hurts the most. And it's not hurt for me because I, I made a choice yeah. to leave. I made a choice to walk away, um, albeit probably for the same reasons, pushing back on issues like mandatory minimums and expungements for pardons, and you know, kept it on the inside, but was eventually ostracized for it. But for people like Jane Philpot, who legitimately yeah. had concerns with the confidence of the prime minister handling SNC, um getting thrown under the bus jody wilson raybold who you know could you know you're messing with her career as a lawyer to tell her to interfere with this case and that doesn't Mm -hmm. matter to you and it ends up finding out that you know they're actually right in their positioning and they are removed from caucus it is actually and I, i tweeted about this yesterday like what kind of misogynistic racist double standard is this um but it speaks volumes to a convenient feminist that Trudeau is. Yeah. Nonetheless, stay
1: tuned. I'm glad you uh, were able to join me because you have a, a particular, um, you know, you have a particular insight into to how he works and what you have seen and if he can, you know, rise to the occasion, because as you know, leadership is born in crisis and, and we're not seeing it. So I appreciate you joining us. Thank
0: you so much, Alex. You have a great day. Thank you to your listeners. Keep trucking.
1: Thanks. Uh, That's uh, Selena Cesar Chava. And um, I didn't know she uh, had a family in the trucking business.